but a lot of times simply just tracking protein and calories can get you seeing some phenomenal results when it comes to like, like the recomposition of your body. Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, Coach Sarah here. Welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about protein, and I am really excited about today's episode because I had the distinct pleasure of hosting a fellow trainer and friend, Kaylee Montoya-Houston. She is a online personal trainer, fitness coach, and nutrition coach from Pittsburgh, Kansas, and we spent a good time talking all about the ins and outs of protein. Why do we need it and where do we get it? This episode is jam-packed with really good information. So get your notes ready. And without further ado, let's move on to the episode. All right. We have Kaylee Montoya Houston here. Welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast, Kaylee. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. I'm very excited to be here. So I wanted to talk a little bit about protein today. Now, protein, we all know that it's important, and we all know that it's something that our bodies need. A, a common issue that I don't know if you see this with your clients, but that I see with the clients that I train is that we're not getting adequate amounts of protein. So can you talk to us a little bit about um, what protein is and why it's important? Yeah, of course. Like I said, I'm going to try to not be too scientific <laughs> when it comes to protein. We don't go over anybody's head, um, but protein is just one of the main macronutrients that we need in order to survive. So protein is found in our body, throughout the body, muscle, bone, skin, hair. I mean, you name it. Protein is going to make up a lot of those things and it has a big, like a lot of chemical reactions. So it's much needed and it's essential for the body, especially the top nine amino acids that we cannot get from our body. We have to get them from food. So they're just a big building block when it comes to everything that our body does. And I think a lot of people, like you said, greatly under eat protein. That's very, that that's true. And it is, it's the thing that I like to, um, an example that I like to use with the clients that I train is that it's, it kind of helps knit the muscles back together because when we're doing resistance training and that kind of thing, we make little micro tears in the muscles and the protein is kind of like if we're knitting it like a yarn, it's the, it's kind of like the yarn that helps knit the muscles back together and make them stronger. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget too, that it has to do with bone density. It's going to help with your bone density as well as the muscle. So it kind of helps prevent and stave off like osteopenia as we age. That's very, yeah, I, you know, I didn't even think about that part. And that is another thing that is incredibly important and useful. Yeah. So what is it? So we've already kind of answered this question. We're talking about common issues you see with the people you train regarding protein. And I think you and I are in agreement here that people aren't, ha aren't getting enough protein. So can you provide some general, very general guidance as to um, kind of maybe a range of uh, protein requirements, like as a good starting place? Yeah, of course. So a lot of times people go off like the daily recommended intake. And I, I'm going to warn you right off the bat that that 
recommended intake is basically just to keep you alive and breathing. So if they're listening to you and they're following you, and even if they're doing a a minimal amount of exercise, they are going to need more than the the daily recommended intake, which I think the daily recommended intake is somewhere between is like 0.40 or like 0.36 grams per pound of body weight. So that usually averages out to about 46 grams for a woman a day. And that is extremely low. But a lot of times when my clients come to me, they are only eating about 50 grams of protein a day. And um, that's the very first thing we're going to address is getting that protein up to intake up to anywhere from 0.6, even up to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight for most women. Now, I would never recommend jumping from if you're eating 50 grams, trying to eat 150 grams of protein, you might be sorely in for a surprise. You might, your digestion might give you issues. You're going to be probably the most miserably stuffed feeling you're ever going to feel. So it's always, I always recommend ease your way up instead of just going all in with that protein intake. I really um, identify so strongly with what you just said, because I did a podcast a couple weeks ago about New Year's resolutions and about how people tend to do too much too quickly. And even in my own fitness experience, I remember, you know, getting in your head about the numbers and thinking, oh, if I need like twice the amount that I'm currently doing, I should just go to that immediately. You know, you want to go... 100 miles an hour right away. And I really appreciate your um, attitude towards no, we're going to take a step by step approach, and we're going to ease our way into it, because that is better for our body, I, in my opinion, better for your body. And um, it also breeds us consistency and sustainability over time. Yes, exactly. Because if you get struck by that, and you just feel so miserable, and your body starts to fight you back with the bloating, you're going to be like, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard. (laughs) So if I were to come to you as a new client and I'm struggling with my protein intake, um, what would you advise me? How would I get started with that? Um, I mean, very simple. A lot of times I just, I'm always going to offer my clients list and daily accountability when it comes to maybe some places where they can find protein. Cause some people are like, Okay, where do I find protein? Okay, meat. That's their first suggestion. I'm like, man, I can't eat any more meat. And when it comes to meat intake, men find it a little bit easier, I think, to consume larger amounts of meat. Like most women I found only eat about two ounces of meat in a serving. So simply just trying to increase their meat serving sizes from two ounces to four ounces, maybe. And I always suggest starting your meal portioned eating the protein section first. So a lot of times we have carbs, we have fat and protein, but simply just eating that protein first will almost help you not overeat on some of those tasty carb sources that most of us want to reach for, especially women. Uh, A lot of times high stress, I just seems to, I find that most women do overeat carbs. Now there's nothing wrong with carbs or bad with carbs. I don't want anybody to take that from this because I love carbs and I love my women to eat carbs, but me too. I agree completely. Yes. I never want anybody to mistake me and say bad carbs, bad. No, not at all. Carbs are good, but simply just prioritizing that protein section first will help you get that amount in. Um, A lot of times I see ladies only eating a couple big meals a day and maybe fasting in the morning. So we definitely try to go away from that. 
I would like to try to get anywhere from at least three to five meals a day, because that's really going to help spread out that protein intake throughout the day and make it a lot easier to get 20 grams of protein at a sitting instead of 40 grams at a sitting to try to reach that, that 0.8 per grams of body weight type area where we most fall in. But people need to remember like dairy products, like cottage cheese, yogurt, they have a good amount of protein in them. Um, things like beans, lentils, um, gosh, fish, um, gosh, nuts too. Now nuts, we have to be careful of like nuts and nut butters. Yes, they have protein, but they're higher on that fat grams than they are protein, but they can help supplement that protein intake. I really like um, your opinions, if we were to back up a little bit, where you talked yeah. about spreading out the protein over multiple meals and also eating the protein first, because those are behaviors that um, people can adopt right away. So maybe if someone is a little intimidated about the actual like weighing and measuring of the protein, maybe just start out as having an additional snack and make sure it's a protein dense snack that you're eating. So it makes it much more approachable in a way to kind of focus more on the behavior. And I really like eating the protein first because um, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that before. And I really like that because we're providing focus to the well-rounded balanced plate already. So, you know, you're saying, okay, we want to make sure that each macronutrient is there. We talked about carbs and then also, um, you know, fat and then fruits and vegetables. But if we focus on the protein first, we know we have that, kind of checked off the list, so to speak. So I really, I really liked that. Um, what you said there about that. Awesome. Hopefully a lot of people will find that useful. That's usually just the first place we start simply eat that first and then they get more of it in a day easier. Yeah. Um, another thing that we haven't really spoke on yet that we could talk about mm-hmm. a little bit is, um, what they call the satiating effect of protein. And what that means basically for the listeners at home is that it takes a longer amount of time for our bodies to break protein down. So it helps us stay fuller for, for a longer period of time. So do you find with your clients that, that, um, that they experience that? Oh yes. For the most, a lot of times since we do increase protein, I get a lot of pushback just saying I physically can't eat that many calories in a day because the protein is making them so full that they don't have any. One of the main things that some of my clients struggle with is binge eating issues. And a lot of times it's because I work with like career women or busy moms that are just stressed to the max. They usually try to fast in the morning, which is going to add more to the cortisol response, more to the stress. And they end up restricting calories so much in the beginning of the day, they just binge at night when they just, they're so hungry. So adding in that protein eliminates those cravings, kind of reduces some of that stress. So they just get, they're so full. Like I really have to slowly increase them to get those calories up because they're like, wow, I've never been this full before. <laughs> it's, it's a good, it's a good problem to have. So it, is. it really um, is. Yeah. We talked uh, about your top sources of protein. And we talked about, um, you know, meat and animal sources of protein. And then we also talked about, uh, you had mentioned the different plant sources of protein. Um, What about protein supplements? Because a lot of times people, you know, we see on the market powders and bars and that kind of stuff. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to be honest. I myself use a protein powder almost every day. Um, but it's definitely not something I go to with clients right off the bat. 
I would like to see my clients getting the majority of their protein through whole foods if they can, just because as we talked about the satiating effect, the whole system of actually chewing and digesting your food is going to help with that satiety effect when just drinking a liquid will not. So it just doesn't help you build those good habits of relying on these shakes like two times a day or bars. Cause a lot of those bars, they're going to say high protein more than likely they're packed with so much crap in them that it's going to do more harm to your GI tract than it is actually going to do to your protein intake. But there are some good options out there. And if you just physically are feeling so full that you can't hit those numbers, then definitely a shake is a good way to add in, but it should be a supplement, like it says, and it should supplement your diet, not take over whole food. I like that. It is. It's kind of like um, a double-sided coin, you know, in a lot of ways, because it does provide a convenience factor for someone who maybe um, can't at every day of the week have something prepared that is a whole food source. But at the same time, and I, and I agree with you completely. And I say the same thing to my own clients, they are protein supplements. So it's supposed to supplement the whole food sources. And I like what you said about the actual physical part of chewing the food and swallowing the food kind of helps our brain send those cues that, okay, we are, we are eating and we're, and things are being digested. And it also helps, um, with that whole kind of feedback loop that our, that our bodies um, have. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, awesome. So for someone who's just getting started, kind of maybe looking more into their nutrition and wanting to make a positive change for their nutrition and thinking more about protein, we've talked about how they, how they start out. And you've said maybe just to slowly step up um, the amount that they're taking. What would you say to someone who's not really so into um, weighing or measuring? Either they don't really, either maybe they've had a negative relationship with food in the past and they've been too hyper-focused on the numbers or they don't really want to get so much into the data. What would you uh, advise them? How would they get started with that? Um, I would advise, we have a very handy tool that's located on our body that is a very good measuring tool. And that's our hand because our hand is proportioned to our body size. So when we're thinking like protein, fat, carbs, a lot of times you can just look at the palm of your hand. So if you're thinking protein source can be a fist. So about a fist of a plateful would be like a good four to six ounce serving of protein. So we know that I'm thinking fats. I mean, your thumb. So this is the size of your thumb for like any kind of oils or anything like that. And like a carb source, if you just cup your hand and can fill it up, like that's a, a good amount of size for carbs. And then veggies, you want to think two fists together. So put your fists back to back together. And that's the kind of the serving size of what kind of veggie you should have. Now, if they're um, uncooked veggies, that's kind of a lot of veggies. So if it's cooked two palmfuls. Cause I couldn't imagine somebody eating like two palmfuls or two fistfuls of broccoli. Their stomach might fight back. Of that That's much a lot. <laughs> yeah. But just having that kind of just an eyeball. So they don't have to see the number, but just think you look down your fist. It's a good serving size for protein to get you going. I like that. I also use the palm portioning with my own clients and it, yeah. it seems to be very mm-hmm. helpful. And I use it myself too, because I am, I go through spurts where I don't like to track macros very specifically because yeah. it just doesn't serve me in the season of life that I'm in. And I really like that we have that a bit, that 
available with us all the time because our hand is with us all the time um, to provide a good range, um, a good estimate. To finish us off, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners out there um, about protein, guidance to get started, um, ways that you have seen success with your clients in terms of um, increasing their protein or just um, maybe different options of uh, protein sources? Yeah, I think I just basically, I just want to reiterate how important protein actually is. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of my clients do track all macros. They're to that point in the stage where they've tried so many other things that macros for them are the way to go. But a lot of times, simply just tracking protein and calories can get you seeing some phenomenal results when it comes to like, like the recomposition of your body. So you're eating the exact same amount of calories than you were before you came to me and you're struggling with your fat loss phase or your weight loss and simply just upping your protein, keeping your calories exactly the same will get you recomping, basically getting that toned look that most women are after. Basically, and we both know toning just means building muscle, but toning is a little bit less scary to think of as big muscle building. You know, it's like, we don't want to scare people away when we say that, but exactly. it's still very important. Like you said, when it comes to recovery and satiation and People forget that a lot of times protein has a higher thermic effect of food. So you're going to burn more calories simply eating more protein. So your, your metabolism is going to speed up just due to the fact you're increasing your protein intake. That's interesting. Yeah, we hadn't really talked about that. So the uh, what Kaylee mentioned about the thermic effect of protein is what she said that it like that what I what we were talking about earlier about it satiating, it's because it takes longer for the body to break it down. And so you actually do burn more energy. I hadn't even thought about that, Kaylee. So I'm glad you brought that up, because it's kind of like a one two punch of um, not only keeping us fuller longer, so we're not reaching for those additional calorie sources. But also where the body is working harder to to uh, break the uh, the nutrient down. So it's kind of a double-sided coin in a good way. You know, it's, yeah, like it's a win-win. win, win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Well, I think we're done. We have a few minutes left. So I'd okay. like to um, just talk to you a little bit about your uh, training process and what your business is, is like, and um, to let the listeners at home know a little bit more about you. So let, so talk to us a little bit about that. Awesome. Well, I mean, I own and run my own online uh, nutrition and training um, coaching process. I do, I am still an in-person trainer as well, but ever since, you know, the whole COVID hit, that definitely took a big hit in my career when it came to in-person training. So that's when I've kind of transitioned. I do more online than I do in person now. And I really love it because even you can reach anybody in the world and we can just, they said, we're talking now and you're across the United States from me. I'm smack dab in the middle of the world and you're, you're over on the East coast, I believe. Correct. That's right. In new England. Yeah. Rhode Island. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so it's just awesome that you can have that connection and build that connection with other people so far away that you would never have contact with, but I mainly help people with nutrition. We do program training as well, but I feel like most people are, are lacking in the nutrition aspect and needing some more guidance there. And like you said, not jumping all in, but we just take it step by step, go through in my coaching, mainly four phases. So it's called the rise method. So we basically go through a priming phase where we kind of reestablish your metabolism, get that sped up a little bit. 
it's more called like the diet before the diet per se. And it's so very important. And I find it's usually the step most ladies skip over. They just feel overweight. They feel sluggish. I'm going to lose weight. So they just slash their calories before even finding out where they're at. So really establishing where you're at. And then we go through a progressive phase, which would be for most of my clients, a fat loss phase. And then after that fat loss phase, and I don't typically keep anyone in a fat loss phase longer than 12 weeks. I think any longer than that, your metabolism is going to fight you back. It's going to slow down and you're going to gain all that weight back. Like many people probably have. And then after that, we go through a recovery phase. So we kind of bring your metabolism back up to what your maintenance is. And then we integrate a lifestyle phase where basically I help show you how to keep all those results you just got with ever having to reach back out to me again, because you know, there's plenty of women out there that need our help. So we're not in this for lifelong one single client. We want to get in, help you see results. And then we want to help somebody else. Kaylee and I are those types of trainers. And I, and I kind of laugh when I say this, we want to put ourselves out of a job. You know what I mean? Like we want to teach you how to fish. We don't want to catch the fish for you. We want to teach you how to do it so you can go on and do it for the rest of your life on your own. So I think that that's fantastic. Yes. I love that. I mean, that's the only way to do it. There's so many people out there that need our help. So Kaylee has very graciously offered a protein resource for um, my listeners. So I will put the link to that in the show notes of this episode. Um, Kaylee, if someone is interested in reaching out to you, how can they connect with you online? Um, I mean, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. So just Kaylee Montoya Houston on Facebook and then Kaylee Montoya Fitness on IG. And just feel free to send me a DM. Ask me questions like, there's no pressure. Like I'm, I'm here to help and I will answer as many questions as I can. All right, Kaylee. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And um, hopefully maybe we can do this again sometime and discuss another topic. I would love to do that. Yeah, no, I'd be totally down. I loved it. This was fun. All right. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. All right. So I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Kaylee Montoya Houston. I hope you really enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed speaking with Kaylee all about this subject. If you have any questions, you can reach out to Kaylee on social media. I will link all of her social media accounts in the show notes of this episode. And I will also include the link to her free protein PDF download. You can find that in the show notes of this episode and on my website, nextstepfitness.com forward slash seven. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.